Welcome to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank with Janet Kunst. It's time to turn up your company's marketing efforts. We'll show you how with a variety of actionable plans that you can start using right now. Get ready. Big results are just ahead. Now, here is your host, Janet Kunst. Hello, and welcome to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. I'm Janet Kunst, your host, and I'm so glad that you're joining us today because we are going to be talking about optimizing, tracking, and measuring your email results. And this is the fourth and final part of our email marketing mastery series. And in part one, what we talked about were some of the key elements to building a strong foundation for email marketing success. And that included the differences between inbound and outbound marketing and why having an inbound marketing mindset is critical um, to email marketing. And then we looked at the four stages associated with the inbound marketing funnel and how and where email should be used in, in that um, in that strategy. And then we looked at the key pieces of information that you need in order to really build a, a solid email marketing campaign. And then the next week, which was just a couple weeks ago, in part two, we looked at why it's important to segment your email list so that you can build messages that are more personalized for your subscribers and based on their interest and where they are on their own customer journey. And we looked at how to determine your segmentation strategy and what different types of buckets you needed. So whether it was demographics related or if it was based on their interests or if it was a B2B business, if it was based on their industry or the size of their company and that sort of stuff. And then we looked at developing your ideal customer avatars so that you really understand their um, wants, problems, and how you really need to meet those needs and provide solutions to them. And then uh, we looked at some uh, various segmentation strategies and best practices just to give you an idea of how you can start segmenting your email list. And then last week, in part three, we talked about the anatomy of a good email campaign. And we looked at the three uh, key components of a successful email message and things that you need to consider before um, you start sending out your message to optimize your email. And then how to uh, get your customers to take action. And then we really looked at the structure and the design of a great email message and and why each component was uh, important. So today, we're going to assume that you've uh, done everything that we've talked about so far and you've sent your email message. And now it's time to measure how you did and analyze those results. So before we get started, though, I want to remind you of some of the assumptions that we've been making throughout the Email Marketing Mastery Series. Uh, Remember um, that for the purposes of our discussion that we've been talking about inbound marketing rather than outbound marketing. And if you recall, outbound marketing is what traditional marketing has been. So it's all the advertisements and the radio commercials and the TV commercials that is just pushing the message out and hoping that somebody is going to listen and the message is going to stick. Whereas inbound marketing is really talking about where you've already provided 
provided valuable information to your audience, and whether it's through a blog that they've read or through a webinar that they've attended or you've met them at a networking event or something like that, and they've actually asked you for information and they want to receive that information from you, so they freely give you their email address. And now your job is to co- cultivate that uh, connection so that you can take them through that customer journey from uh, stranger to customer to raving fan. And um, the way to make or break that customer journey is really through the emails that you send and the engagement that you have with that um, that particular subscriber. And if you recall, we're talking about email marketing because it's really attractive and it's one of the most attractive things about marketing in general because it's less expensive than any other uh, marketing effort that you could have. If you think about it, advertising costs a lot, print costs a lot. So there's a lot of expenses there. But if you look at your email marketing, um, you can have thousands of subscribers and a very low uh, cost each month. So you're you're paying literally paying pennies on the dollar every time you send out an email message. Um, it also encourages those two-way conversations. So um, you can actually send a message to your your subscribers, and they can answer back and and ask questions, and and you can respond to them that way, which is better than on social media because your message is a little more general and you're not really sure who you're reaching through through social media. Your message also won't be tuned out because remember with inbound marketing, they've actually asked you for that information. So they've willingly said, I want to learn more about you and get to know, like, and trust you. So your message isn't going to go into the spam folder or, well, We'll talk about that in a minute, but but it's not going to be ignored because they've actually asked you for that information. And it also doesn't sound like a sales pitch because if you do email marketing correctly, um, you've cultivated that relationship. So you've taken them from being a stranger and just starting to learn about you to getting them to know, like, and trust you. Um, and then the next step is for you to say, hey, how about doing some business with me and here's what I have to offer. And the natural progression of of that is, oh, yeah, I'm interested and I want to take that next step. So uh, now we're going to start talking about um, measurement. And I want you to remember that email marketing is still one of the best ways to promote your business. You just really need to be strategic about how you do it. And that means you not only need to make sure that you have all your ducks in a row beforehand, before you hit that send button, which we've talked about up until this, this point, you also need to understand what happened as your message traveled to their inbox and what they did once they saw your message. So I, I want to give you a little bit of an, an analogy here so, so that you understand what I'm talking about. Um, I think I've mentioned a couple of times how I categorize some of the various philosophies of small business marketing strategies. Uh, We've talked about the lone ranger who wants to do it all themselves and isn't interested in in learning about what everybody else is doing or how how to do things uh, the proper way. We've talked about the spray and pray method, which is you send out your marketing message and and you hope and pray that somebody it's going to stick and somebody's going to respond to you. And then the last one that we talked about was the ready, fire, aim method. And this is the one that I usually describe 
um, where someone has put together a great direct mail piece on surfing lessons and they mail it out to the community and wait for the phone calls to start pouring in. And um, what happens is they start getting those phone calls and they're getting a lot of calls, but it's from the senior community because what they did was they didn't realize they, they wanted to send it to um, millennials in the apartment complexes in the area, but instead it went to the uh, retirement communities, and that really wasn't what he was expecting. So um, with email marketing, you've hopefully done all your homework to make sure that, you're, that you know who your ideal customer avatar is and what their pain points are, and you've, you've actually designed that effective call to action that we've been talking about. And you hit, hit send, and you get a few responses back, and you think you should have gotten more, so you start making some assumptions about what happened and start changing things in your email haphazardly, and then you send it out again, you get the same type of response, you make some more changes, you send it out, you get the same response, or worse, people start to unsubscribe to your um, email list or they mark you as spam and then you get frustrated and give up. Um, it's, it's like shooting arrows at a target blindfolded. So you shoot that first arrow and um, because you're blindfolded, you don't know where it landed. And so you shoot that second arrow and, and you still miss the target because you don't know where it landed. What you want to do is you want to make sure that you're shooting that arrow. If it doesn't land in that bullseye, you uh, make corrections, you, you re-aim uh, your arrows and you shoot it again. And eventually you're going to get into that bullseye. So um, the email metrics that we're going to measure are your listening device that will help you refine and improve your entire marketing email marketing strategy. Um, and, and it's really important that you make sure that you're not doing ready, fire, aim. You're doing, you're doing ready, aim, fire. And you're constantly um, correcting your course. And that's how you're going to do it through your email metrics. So there are three types of metrics that you should be tracking for all of your email marketing efforts. And those are um, individual email metrics. So how well a specific email message that you sent did. The overall email metrics. So how your overall email marketing efforts in general are going. And then the last one is your email list health metrics. And, and that's looking at how engaged your subscribers are. And so by analyzing these key metrics, um, you'll be able to identify problem areas early on and make course corrections um, as you go that will improve your email marketing success in the future. So uh, what we're going to do is we're going to look at um, the, the first one, which is the individual email marketing efforts uh, or metrics. And this is where once you press send, your email message starts its journey. Um, you, just like your subscribers go through that customer journey, your email actually goes through a journey. Um, and and uh, as your customer goes through that journey, they go through the journey of stranger, and then they're interested in what you're what you're talking about, and then they go to a customer. Um, and they're buying products from you, and then they go to being a raving fan and talking to others about you. Well, your email message goes through a similar journey, and um, the easiest way to describe it is that it's kind of like a funnel, 
And at the top of the funnel is the number of email messages that you've actually sent. And then a portion of those get delivered. And then a percentage of those actually get opened. And then some may click on your um, call to action and go to wherever that link sends them. And then um, there are a few of those that will actually convert and take advantage of your offer. And um, each of those areas uh, you can um, uh, you can improve on. So each of those represents an opportunity for improvement. So we're going to look at each one of them individually. So the first one is that email sent, and that's the number of emails that you actually try to send. And this may seem obvious, but it's actually a little more complicated than it seems. So for example, um, you may have about 500 people on your email list, or you may have more than that, or less than that, um, but only uh, 450 emails were sent. Um, the question is why? And what happens is um, there are people that have unsubscribed from your list and there are reasons that the email has been what's called hard bounced. Um, and this will reduce the number of emails that have actually been sent. Um, so uh, the email addresses are hard bounced for several different reasons and we'll go into, into some of these uh, a little bit later as well. Um, it's and what a bounce is, is when the email is rejected for some reason by the recipient's email server. So it went out from your email, but it didn't get to that box. Um, and it means that, and when I say a hard bounce, what that means is that the um, address wasn't a good email address and uh, the recipient's email server said, there's no one here by that email address. Don't even try to send another email to this address again. So that's what, what a hard bounce is. Um, there are softer bounces. And what a softer bounce really means is that it's a, a temporary bounce. So you can actually go back to try again. Um, and there are other types of bounces that we'll talk about as they apply later on. Um, but in this case, what you need to do is you need to figure out what you're going to do with those that have unsubscribed and those and those that have been discarded because it couldn't uh, get to the inbounds, uh, inbox. And we'll talk about how to do that um, with the overall list health later. But right now it's time for a commercial. And we will when we come back, we'll start uh, looking at some of the other individual metrics. So stay tuned. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Let's face it. Marketing your business is a lot more complicated than it used to be. If you are like many small business owners, you don't have the time to learn how to effectively market your business. At 411 Marketing Solutions, we recognize that when it comes to marketing, one size does not fit all. We take the time to understand your business goals and objectives, then help you put an action plan in place to engage them. 411 Marketing Solutions will help you develop a cost-effective plan that helps you build relationships with customers where, when, and how they want to communicate. Please visit us online at 411MarketingSolutions.com to find out how we can help you achieve success in your marketing efforts. That's 411MarketingSolutions.com. 
Tune in to the soul of enterprise, business in the knowledge economy with co-hosts Ron Baker and Ed Kless. Ron and Ed will show you how to recognize that wealth is created by intellectual capital. It's all in the possibilities that we can create and that are created for us. These possibilities are destined to be discovered by human imagination and through the service of others, creating a brighter future for all of us. The Soul of Enterprise is heard live every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel and simulcast at the same time on the Voice America Variety Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. To reach Janet Kunst or her guest today, please call in to the program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Janet at 411marketingsolutions.com. Now, back to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. Welcome back to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. So before the break, we started talking about the uh, three key types of metrics that you should be measuring uh, when you're looking at your email marketing campaigns. Uh, The first was the uh, individual email metrics. Then we're going to look at overall email metrics and uh, email list health metrics. And we started looking at the individual uh, email metrics and we looked at how many emails you've already sent. The next one that we're going to look at is the emails that were actually delivered. So what this is, what we're looking at here is we're looking at how many valid email addresses actually accepted the email message. So in other words, um, were there any issues with the email actually hitting your subscriber's inbox? And uh, these are also bounces and they can be due to deliverability issues. And that includes things like um, content bounces. And what this means is that their email system or anti BAM software determined that there was something fishy about your email message. And no, we're not talking about phishing messages, which is a whole other story. But um, it it kind of figured that your message was a little bit spammy. And it could be because you um, linked to something that they didn't like. Or as we talked about last week, um, you included a URL shortener link, which you cannot use in email messages because a lot of times those are definitely spam or they have um, viruses attached to them. Um, You may not have had uh, enough text in your email message. And it's really interesting because, and I want to make a note of this, um, I've had a client who would always send me a picture um, that he wanted to send out to his uh, clients. And um, I'd always have to ask him for some text to go along with the picture because the picture had all the text in it that he wanted um, because I knew that the the spam filters would not let it go through. And he would send me a line or two and I'd, I'd modify it. Um, but there were a couple of times that the message wouldn't even go out from the email uh, marketing provider because uh, there wasn't enough content on it uh, because it was really only the image. So you need to make sure that you have enough text in the email so that it uh, actually gets delivered to those email boxes. 
Um, and your con your content may also look like it's similar to content that others have already declared as spam. So you may need to change your content as well. Um, and the last reason that you, and one of the other reasons that you may have a content bounce is you had a lot of uh, spelling mistakes in your email message. So you want to make sure that you uh, spell check everything as you're going along too. Another reason why it may not have been delivered is uh, what's called a reputation bounce. And this is where um, uh, there's a judgment call made about your IP address or your uh, URL, um, and somewhere along the journey to your in to the inbox, some system along that way decided that your message was spam and refused to deliver it. And then, of course, there are those soft bounces that we talked about a little while ago that would uh, affect deliverability. And this is really something that's temporary in nature, so you may not be concerned about it unless it happens over and over again. And what happens here is the, the, your recipient's email provider isn't quite sure what to do with the message. They're not sure if it's spam. They're not sure what it is. So they decide not to deliver it now, um, and they'll wait and see what happens in the future. So you'll be able to keep sending email messages, and um, at some point if they determine that all of them have been uh, fishy or there's something wrong with them, it will eventually hard bounce. Um, so those are the things that you want to look, look at when you're um, considering uh, the number of emails that were actually delivered. And once you get the um, message out of your email out of your email box and it's actually sent and it actually is delivered to your recipient's inbox, then the next thing that you want to look at is the open rate. And this is actually the percentage of people that received your email and actually opened it. So some of the things that may p impact um, opens, we did discuss a little bit last week when we looked at the anatomy of a successful email message. And those include things like the from name and the email address so that they recognize who it's from. And we talked about the fact that you, pro you shouldn't use a free, me free email address like a Gmail account and Yahoo account. You should probably use a company email address, that sort of stuff. Uh, we talked about the subject line and how important that is. And we also talked about how important the um, content uh, and the message of the email is. And um, the last thing that could affect it is how they really feel about your company. Uh, and, and that could be branding issues or, or something along those lines. And um, when, when you're talking about open rate, your overall goal is to get as many people as possible to open your email message. And technically you could get to 100, but don't aim for that at the beginning. You will be very disappointed. Um, but some of the things that you should consider if you're really having trouble getting people to open your emails are, um, I, have you provided the content value in that subject line? Does your subject line actually convey what the message is going to be about? Um, who should that email be from? And should it be from somebody, uh, the, the president of your company, or should it be from somebody um, that they know within the company, that sort of thing? Um, are you asking them to do something more than uh, giving them value for um, in the email message? 
Um, is it relevant to your ideal customer avatar? Remember, the thing that we're trying to do here is we're trying to deliver value. And if they see value, they're going to look forward to your email messages and they're going to want to open those email messages if they've seen that consistency in value. And the last thing that you want to look at when you're considering open rates and why you're not getting that open rate is how does it show up on mobile? And uh, I've mentioned several times that over 50% of emails are read on mobile devices. So if it's not showing up correctly on mobile, the chances are it has to do with the fact that it's um, trying, they're trying to read it on a mobile device and it's not showing up right. So if you've gotten them to open your email, then the next thing that you want to look at is the click-through rate. And this is the percentage of people who clicked on a link in your email after they opened it. And the things that could impact um, whether they click or not are things like the strength of your email copy. So um, was it a compelling message? Um, The design of your email copy, the layout, and we talked about that last week on how how important it is to have a lot of white space and make sure that um, you have all the different components to your email uh, laid out correctly. Um, the other thing that you you'd probably need to look at as far as what's affecting your click-through rate is if your call to action is effective. Is it easy for them to find? Is it easy for them to um, know that that's what you want to do? And then the last thing that you want to look at is the value of your offer in your customer's eyes. Uh, And what I mean by that is you may think it's a really valuable offer for them, but if they don't see it that way, they're not going to click through. So now they've opened your email. Now they've... um, They've read your email. Now they've clicked through on your email. The last thing that you want to look at is the conversion rate. And this is a percentage of people who think who clicked on the link on your email and then taken the desired action that you asked for. So things that could typically affect this have to do with your landing page and how convincing your offer is on that page. Um, and, and what I like to think about when I'm thinking about the conversion rate is uh, the saying, uh, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. Um, and it really applies here because getting them uh, to your offer through your email is only half the battle. Uh, you really need to convince them to take action. And that depends on what you've done uh, once they've, they've gotten there. So, um, So that's it for individual email uh, metrics. So they really measure the success of your overall, of your individual email messages. And now let's take a look at how to measure your overall email marketing efforts. And some of the goals for your overall email marketing efforts could be um, how many people are engaging with your emails, meaning how many people are taking action on your emails, and how does it impact your ability to move people through that customer journey from stranger to customer to raving fan. Um, How does it impact your bottom line? Um, And how effective is the email at driving traffic to your specific initiative? So, for example, if you're asking them to sign up for a webinar 
or you're asking them to uh, sign up to attend an event, uh, sign up for your email list, um, buy a product. How how is those? How are your emails driving traffic to those specific initiatives? And then uh, one of the last things that you want to look at is is your database growing or declining? Um, so with all of these, when you're looking at all of these, there's a couple of different metrics that you can use to measure each and every one of these. You can look at overall click-through rates. So we talked about um, click-through rates for the individual emails, but you can actually aggregate that to see if uh, people are clicking through at the same rate on average and if you need to make changes and improve those. Um, you can look at your overall open rates as well to see on average is everybody opening your rate, your uh, email messages or or something along those lines. Then things that other things that you can look at are traffic driven by email, and you can measure this by um, going to your Google Analytics uh, dashboard uh, and looking at where your traffic is coming from. So if if you have uh, traffic coming specifically from your email messages, you'll be able to see that through Google Analytics. And then you want to look at things like uh, conversion driven by email. So what percentage of your uh, conversions or sales are as a direct result of your email campaigns? Some of them may be a result of your email campaigns. Some may be a result of uh, your Facebook advertising or, or some other internet advertising or some other method. So you should be able to divide out where your um, conversions and sales are coming from. And then one of the other things that you want to take a look at is if there's actually a difference between the opens and click-through rates on mobile devices versus desktops. And that will be very telling if you're getting a lot more click-through rates and opens on desktop than mobile, you know that you have to do something about your, um, your, your mobile setup and layout. The next thing that you want to look at is, is your list declining or growing? And you probably should know where your list is growing, but uh, you probably know that your list is uh, growing or declining, but do you know why? And what we'll do is we will take a closer look at this when we come back from our break. So stay tuned. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Like what you are hearing on marketing that won't break the bank? Join our mailing list to receive show updates, exclusive bonus materials, and more information on marketing for small businesses. To sign up, visit 411marketingsolutions.com forward slash radio. Each week, Larry Sternberg joins Dr. Kim Turnage to explore management issues from culture to discipline in Managing to Make a Difference. Join Talent Plus for 60 minutes of dynamic conversation, including real-life management examples helping you manage teams across the globe. This series airs on Voice America, the business channel, Thursdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. Managing to Make a Difference every Thursday afternoon with Larry Sternberg and Dr. Kim Turnage. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network.
You are listening to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. To reach Janet Kunst or her guest today, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Janet at 411marketingsolutions.com. Now, back to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. Welcome back to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. So before the break, we were taking a look at our overall email marketing metrics. And the one thing that we were discussing is, and I think it's really important, is is your list growing or declining? And uh, you do know whether or not your list is growing or declining, but the the question is, do you know why? And uh, an interesting fact that I found is that you will lose approximately 22.5% of your email marketing database each year on average. And this can be due to a different, a couple of different reasons. It could be due to people leaving their position. So if you're sending to somebody in a company, they may have left the position and that email address is no longer valid. Um, they may have unsubscribed to your email list or their interests may have changed and they really aren't reading your emails anymore and they've kind of fallen off your email list. But the question is, are you adding more people to your list than you're losing year over year? Um, and lastly, the what you want to know about your overall email metrics is your email marketing return on investment, which is the percentage you are making over and above what you actually invested in email marketing. So basically, you're kind of looking at whether or not your email marketing uh, campaigns are a success. So the way that you do this is, and it's a very simple formula, you take the dollar amount of the sales that you've made uh, based on your um, marketing efforts, and you subtract the investment into your email marketing campaign. So say the cost of the um, email, the, the monthly cost of your email uh, marketing uh, provider subscription. And then you divide it by the investment that you made in your email marketing campaign and multiply that whole thing by 100. So for example, if you made $500 in sales, and the investment that you made was $100, so that uh, that sales minus investment is $400, and you divide that by the $100 that you invested, you get four, and then you multiply it by 100, which means that you had a 400% return on investment. And that's pretty good for an, e- an email marketing campaign, if you ask me. So that, those are the things that you want to look at when you're, when you're talking about your overall email marketing me- metrics. And now we're going to look at your list health metrics. And we've probably all heard uh, the expression, the money is in the list. Well, the real money is making sure that your list is healthy, uh, and that means that you're always able to get your message to your subscribers and get them to take action. And there are a couple of things that you need to look at when it comes to your list health, and we've already talked about a a couple of them. Uh, We talked about deliverability, um, and, and that's making sure that your emails actually get into the inbox of your subscribers. Um, And did you know that even if your subscribers get your email messages in their inbox, but their messages that they don't want or that they they don't feel have any benefit to them, which means that they go unread, eventually they won't even get into their inbox. So you really want to make sure that you're delivering exactly what you 
what they need and what they feel is relevant. And then we looked at bounce rate, um, which is the percentage of emails that didn't receive your message because it was returned. Um, and we looked at content bounces and we looked at um, reputation bounces and hard bounces. And that all goes into the your list health as well. And the last metric um, that we're going to look at when it comes to the health of your list is what's termed as gray mail. So gray mail isn't actually spam. It's mail that you opted in to receive, but you don't actually want. Um, and there are several reasons it, it may be considered gray mail. Um, your, your subscriber didn't remember opting into your list in the first place, or they're no longer interested. And you can combat gray mail in a couple of different ways in a couple of different ways. So first you can start a re-engagement campaign um, where you're trying to get them to uh, come back and take a second look at you. And if they don't uh, re-engage, then you stop sending them emails. Um, you might want to test to see if the frequency of emails is an issue. And I've run into this a lot, not for myself, but for some of the emails that I get. Sometimes they just email you every single day and it's, and I get to the point where it's all right already and unsubscribe from the list or stop reading them or something like that. And that's what ha what's happening if you're sending emails from what they think is too uh, frequent a, a time span. Another reason, uh, another way to combat uh, gray mail is to improve your segmentation and personalization. Maybe you're you haven't made those buckets granular enough, so you may want to go back and and take a look at those buckets that you put together that you've put your customers in, and see if there's a way to break them down differently or even into more detail. And then the last way that you can um, combat uh, gray mail is to remove those who are no longer engaged. And that's probably a really good way to get rid of some of those uh, unhealthy people on your list. Uh, the last thing that I want to talk about when we're, when we're talking about list health is uh, spam. And we really haven't talked about it yet, but it's also a key component to your list health. Um, so being marked spam is bad, and we all know that. Um, so you want to make sure that those complaints are few and far between. And the thing is, spam just won't stop sending emails to those that have complained. It will actually impact your ability to send emails to those who love you and really want to see messages from you. On top of that, um, most providers don't tell the sender when the recipient marks their message as spam. So if you have a complaint through your email marketing provider, um, you should probably multiply that by about three to get the accurate number of people who have actually complained. Um, and there are a couple of different ways that you can uh, lower your risk of being marked spam. Um, and, and there's some questions that you want to ask yourself as you're putting that email message together. So you want to ask yourself, does your email content add value or does it ask for more from the, the recipient? Um, do your subscribers actually expect to receive the email? Um, and are you emailing them the right content at the right time? Remember that customer journey that we keep talking about is you want to email the right person the right content at the right time. So you want to make sure that you're, you're actually doing that. Uh, and we talked about one already, which is are you sending too many emails? Um, and the last one is are you um, setting the right expectations? 
And that's one of those things that uh, you probably should have done when you sent out your welcome email message, but sometimes it gets lost in, in the translation. And if they've been on your list for a while, your uh, email marketing strategy may have changed and uh, those expectations no longer line up. So those are things that you want to look at. So now that we've gone through all of these different uh, metrics that you want to measure, there's a couple of ways that you can actually take that information that you've uh, learned and turn it into action. So we're going to look at three different ways that you can do that. We're going to look at um, an example of if you think your uh, open rate is lower than expected, and then we're going to look at when you think your open rate is great, but you have a low click-through rate. And lastly, we're going to look at if you think your click-through rate is, is good, but you have a, a low conversion rate. So let's start with, the, with when your open rate is lower than expected. So um, there are a couple of things that could cause this. Uh, it could be a poor subject line. It could be an undefined or bad subscriber expectations. It could be a low engagement rate. Um, the offer may not click with your reader, or it could be deliverability issues. So uh, let's go through each of them individually. So a poor subject line, we've talked a little bit about, um, you want, uh, if you think that it's a poor subject line, you want to make sure that it's short, sweet, and to the point, and it's not salesy. So um, if you're having trouble with your subject line, you can look at something like the uh, title, dash generator.com, which will help you um, develop a title for, for or subject line for your email messages. Um, you can also go to coschedule.com and look at their headline analyzer, and it'll actually tell you, it, uh, give you a score as to whether your subject line is, is good or not. Um, the next one was undefined or bad subscriber expectations. So there are a couple of different things that you can do here. You can give them a couple of different options. So you can let them choose the types of messages that they get from you or how often they get those messages from you. Um, and you've probably seen these where you've gone to unsubscribe and they've given you a list of expectations and you can choose which one you, you want or you can actually unsubscribe from the list. Um, you can set better expectations by sending them an email saying, hey, this is how frequently we're going to email you. This is the type of information we're going to email you, that sort of stuff. If you have a low engagement rate, you uh, might want to get them re-engaged. So um, you might want to think about sending them an offer they can't refuse um, and get them to start paying attention to you again. If the offer doesn't resonate with the reader, um, you may need to check how you segmented your list. Um, you may need to check to make sure that your uh, ideal customer avatar is correct or that you you're sending out that message at the right place on that customer's journey. And the deliverability issues, we've talked about those uh, already. So it didn't make it to their inbox. And you really need to take a look at some of those deliverability issues that we talked about. Okay, next we are going to look at if you think you have a great open rate, but your click-through rate isn't what you expected. And there's a couple of things that could cause this. Um, it could be that your call to action doesn't stand out. Uh, you're, you may have email ADD, and I'll, I'll talk about that in a second. 
Um, the subject line doesn't match the email content that you sent, and you haven't optimized your email for mobile. Um, so your call to action doesn't stand out. This is the one thing that you want to make sure that your subscribers definitely know what to do. So you, you need to make sure that your call to action is prominent, well-placed, attention-grabbing, and action-oriented. Uh, the next one is your, you have email ADD, and what I mean by this is that you're trying to do too many things in your email, and your reader is so confused, they don't know what to do, so they do nothing. So you want to make sure that you're, close, you're crystal clear on that one action you want your subscribers to take. Um, the next is your subject line doesn't match your email content. Um, this is the bait and switch method that we're all familiar with. All I have to say is just don't do it. Um, and then the last one for th this uh, scenario is you haven't optimized your email for mobile devices. Um, you need to make sure that you're using an, a mobile responsive template with your email message and keep in mind all those other factors that we've talked about in the past about um, how to put together a mobile-friendly email message. So we've talked about two, two scenarios on uh, what you can do with your uh, email metrics to figure out what's going on and how to, how to fix it. And when we come back from our break, we are going to look at the third method, and then we're going to start wrapping up our, our discussion on um, email marketing, optimizing, testing, and measuring your results. So stay tuned. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Let's face it. Marketing your business is a lot more complicated than it used to be. If you are like many small business owners, you don't have the time to learn how to effectively market your business. At 411 Marketing Solutions, we recognize that when it comes to marketing, one size does not fit all. We take the time to understand your business goals and objectives, then help you put an action plan in place to engage them. 411 Marketing Solutions will help you develop a cost-effective plan that helps you build relationships with customers where, when, and how they want to communicate. Please visit us online at 411MarketingSolutions.com to find out how we can help you achieve success in your marketing efforts. That's 411MarketingSolutions.com. Get a unique and playful insider's take on the biggest stories in tech, media, and entertainment. Join Lori H. Schwartz, well-known technology catalyst, comedian, and geek girl, as she and leading experts in the media and content business dive into the biggest stories in technology trends, consumer behaviors, and its impact on Hollywood. If you're looking to respond to the tech-fueled changes in the marketplace, then tune in to the Tech Cat Show Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business and syndicated to Voice America Women's Channel. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio, Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. To reach Janet Kunst or her guest today, please call in to the program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. 
You may also send an email to Janet at 411marketingsolutions.com. Now, back to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. Welcome back to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. So before the break, we were talking about some of the different scenarios you may uh, run into when you're uh, looking at your metrics and how to uh, analyze them and figure out what to do to correct some of those things that kind of look off. So the last um, example that I have is you you feel like you have a great open rate, you have a good click-through rate, but your uh, conversion rate is not what it should be, and there are really only two things that you should look at on this, and there are only probably two causes for this. Um, The content on your email doesn't match the offer on your landing page, and this is really one of those things that you have to make sure that um, you are paying attention to exactly what you're saying, not only in your email message, but also on your landing page and making sure that they both match. Um, because you don't want to do the bait and switch and say something in your email message just to, just to get them click through. And what's on your landing page doesn't match um, what they thought they were getting to. Um, and then the second thing that could go wrong with um, your conversions is you just have a really bad landing page. And in that case, you need to uh, make sure that you're looking at things like um, the layout, uh, what is, um, you got to make sure that you don't have any um, uh, navigation on your page um, because you really don't want to take them away from that page. You want them to do exactly what's on that page. You want to make sure that you have the right headings and all that sort of stuff. So just make sure that your landing page actually looks good um, and that should help improve your your uh, conversion rate. Okay, so um, as we uh, finish up on our topic today, there's one thing that I want to do is I want to take a look at optimizing your email email messages and testing. And this is one of those areas that is kind of on on an advanced level for email marketing strategies, but I want to touch on it because it's still really important. Um, Your goal with your email marketing efforts is to maximize your results. And the thing is that most marketers don't do a whole lot of testing to see if there's anything that they can do to improve what they're already doing. And you've already done a lot of things by analyzing your metrics and and tweaking your email messages. But once you've got that all taken care of, there are always ways that you can improve your email marketing efforts. Um, And as I mentioned earlier, you don't necessarily want to make random changes to your email campaigns um, just to see what will happen. There are so many different moving parts to your email campaign. um, And as you can see from all the different things that you can measure, that one simple change could affect more than you realize. So that's why proper testing is important. And what testing does is it measures the behavior of your database. So it isn't based on the aggregated uh, industry data or anecdotal information. Your database is unique to you. And how um, the people on your database behave will be very specific to your situation. So um, as we talk about testing, you've probably heard about A-B testing. And I would highly suggest that if you want to improve something in your email marketing efforts, that you use this method. 
So in a nutshell, A-B testing means that you're going to divide your list into two key components, a control group and a test group. And if this sounds like high school science, you're right. Um, we're going to use the scientific method here. So once you've identified the problem, you want to come up with a list of, um, uh, of possible reasons for that problem and the solutions. And then, once, and, and then once you have that list, look at that list and then identify the one reason and the solution that is most likely to solve the problem and test it. And what you'll do once you get all that taken care of is you're going to keep uh, you're going to keep sending emails to the control group the same way that you have in the past, and then you'll change one thing and only one thing on the emails that you send to your test group. So it may be your uh, subject line, it may be the layout of your email message, it may be colors, it may be something. Um, and what, what you need to do is you need to test that one change over a period of time. And, um, and it, so one or two emails with that change is not going to cut it. Uh, ideally, it should probably be over a three-month period or longer. And that way, you will know if the change is statistically significant. And I know that some of you, you are getting a headache because I'm talking about science and st statistics and all that sort of stuff. But uh, it really works if you do it over a long period of time. And once you've looked at the results, you'll be able to determine if your hypothesis was right or wrong. And if it was right, you can implement that change across the board. And if it was wrong, you're gonna have to go back to the drawing board and, and start over. But what I wanna do is I wanna really make sure that you understand that this is a process. So don't rush it. And we've made it. I hope uh, today I've demystified email marketing uh, metrics and you now understand the importance of measuring your marketing success. and. I want to congratulate you because you've made it through our entire email marketing mastery series and I hope you're excited to grow your business through email marketing. I'd love to hear how you're going to use this information or what email strategies have worked for you in the past. So let me know what you're going to do by leaving me a comment on my Facebook page at 411 Marketing Solutions. And I'd also love to follow your email marketing journey so you can connect with me on Twitter at Janet Kunst on Instagram at Janet.Kunst or on my Facebook page at 411 Marketing Solutions. And if you have any questions about what we've covered or you have a question about something that we haven't covered uh, and I didn't answer, please feel free to drop me a line at Janet at 411 Marketing Solutions. Um, I really do hope that you've gotten a lot of uh, out of our email marketing mastery series and I've actually had several people mention that they would like some more in-depth information on email marketing um, including how to actually set up email marketing system what to say in their welcome messages and how to set up uh, autoresponders and more because that's th those are things that we didn't actually cover so I've decided to put together a mini training course called 411 email marketing mastery to walk you through that process and more. And in this four week hands-on course, I'll give you step-by-step -step instructions on how to set up your email system in MailChimp, uh, get your contact list started, set up your uh, welcome message, a series of autoresponders, and we'll even look at setting up a landing page with an offer so that you can start building your email list.
Um, the course is $197, and it will start Monday, March 5th at 10 a.m. Pacific time. So if you're interested, you can go to 411emailmarketingmastery.com to sign up or send me an email at janet at 411marketingsolutions.com with email marketing mastery course in the subject line, and I'll get you taken care of. So next week, we're going to start a new series, and it's called the SEO Lab, and we'll take a closer look at search engine optimization, how you, how to use um, it on your website, and how it affects your content, and more. So if you have any questions that you want answered, especially if it's something around search engine optimization, uh, send me an email at janet at 411marketingsolutions.com or just uh, give me a message on my Facebook page at 411 Marketing Solutions. Um, thank you for joining me today on Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. I hope it was informative and you've came away with some new ideas for your business. Have a great week and I'll see you on the flip side. Thank you for tuning in this week to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. Be sure to join Janet Kunst for another edition of the program next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Now you can use what you've learned in today's show and step up your marketing efforts. 